0: Critically Chaotic is a rowdy Dungeons and Dragons podcast that consists of adult themes and humor. Content warnings for this episode can be found in the episode description as well as a link to transcripts. Rest, weary traveler, and enjoy.
1: In the last episode, our group of adventurers met for the first time as they were all hired to aid the Falls family on a journey. Of course, no journey is complete without an attack, a nearly successful kidnapping, a huge fire, and some prisoners, right? In this episode, we rejoin our group of unlikely companions after they escaped the flaming forest and realize their unfriendly friend Mogan has gone missing.
0: Okay, y'all were running away through the fire. So, Mogan rolled a five for survival. And so, it was probably that he got really tripped up over some branches and like fell onto the ground and maybe got his his feet tangled up in some shrubbery. And so, then by the time he stood up, he could no longer see the carriage and everyone was gone and he was just surrounded by fire. So, Mogan, (laughs) what do you do in this situation?
2: I have no idea. What would he do? Um I feel like he would search not search, but like look around and find like a path not surrounded by fire. So like in his best effort would keep trying to follow the path that he thinks the carriage is going on and does start walking quickly, but not running in that direction.
0: Uh roll survival for me. Thirteen. Okay, so it's really hard to see through the fire because the fire is getting more and more dense. There are like tree branches that are starting to fall, and the fire is getting uh, creeping higher. It's starting to creep into the pathway, and so it's getting a lot harder to actually find it. And so you find yourself more so having to just go where the fire is lower so that it is not uh, lapping up against your ankles. Uh, Mogan, you're basically just trying to find your way along through all of this fire. I am going to run a few checks with you to see if you get hurt in this fire at all. Uh, so roll me a, a general dexterity check for your reaction to any falling branches. 18. Okay, you're good. Uh, falling branches of fire, you're able to notice pretty quickly and get out of the way. Now, Mogan, roll me a nature check to see if you can find a safe place through this fire.
2: 19.
0: Wow, look at you. So He's ready. <laughs> he's ready. Uh, you're moving through the fire for a bit, and eventually you come across a small cave that doesn't have a lot of vegetation around it, so the fire isn't able to like get to the cave at all.
2: So I would, I'm would i going to go in the cave, because okay. I'm going to be like, I'm going to get away from all this debris and all of this fire. Try to think what the fuck to do. So I'm going to go into the cave to explore it.
0: Okay. So you get into the cave... And you do have dark vision, yeah? Yes. Okay. So you're able to see a bit more in front of you because it's pretty dark in this cave. And as you are uh, heading in, do you have anything that can create light for you? Because you're able to see a little bit, but not like too far. So I want to make sure that I can describe accurately.
2: So I have, I don't know what it is, but a tinder box and ten torches.
0: Okay, yeah. So then you can light a torch if you would like to see more clearly within this cave.
2: Yeah, we'll do that one torch.
0: So you light the torch, so now you're able to see around you, so you're holding a lantern. Um, and so within this cave, there's, uh, there's the opening of the cave that leads into like a, so a nice big open area, and then you see that there is a tunnel that then leads further into the cave.
2: He's going to just want to keep exploring to see what he can find, so he's going to go deeper into the cave.
0: So you are headed deeper into the cave, and while you are going through... Uh, you start to see some kind of uh, etchings onto the on the wall. If you would like to investigate those further, or just keep going,
2: we'll get the etchings. See what they are.
0: Roll investigation.
2: Damn, nineteen.
0: <laughs> Morgan again, all those high, high rolls. I just want to say
2: that's with a zero plus. It's I literally rolled two nineteens. <laughs>
0: So, you don't know what they say, but you are able to make out that this is some kind of more ancient language of some kind. You're not sure what exactly the script is, but just that it's not really one, a common one that you've seen, like, uh, on your travels. Uh, going deeper into the cave, the path starts winding a bit more, um, and you start coming across, uh, like, split pathways as you're going. Are you choosing, like, a specific path? Like, you always choose the left path, or are you just kind of, like, going with whatever?
2: Probably going with whatever.
0: You continue on in this cave, uh, and eventually, after just taking just random turns each which way, you occasionally come into, like, bigger uh, open areas, but, like, nothing super special, and you keep seeing the occasional runes but as you get in deeper you eventually come across this one room that is very big and hollowed out and it definitely looks more man-made versus the other ones because it has much more smoother walls and it almost creates this a uh, large rectangular uh shaped room and you can see in the ceiling that there are a lot of seemingly much smaller tunnel holes drilled into the top like they're they're too small for Uh, a normal-sized person to, like, go up through. So you're not sure what exactly they are, uh, but you can see them up there. And you can see a big mural of some kind on one of the larger sides of the rectangular room that you find yourself in.
2: Can I investigate that to see what
0: it is? Absolutely. So, uh, without rolling anything... Uh, you can just make out what the general picture is first and you are able to see a series of what looks to be feminine figures, uh, some of them in dresses and some of them just nude that are etched uh, onto this uh, wall and they're all traveling in the same direction towards the far side of the wall and as you're following it, um, it starts to be inter- at the very beginning of the wall. It had very orderly lines, but the further you go, the figures seem to become overlapped and more manic. And you also start to see some animals being added in as well, until you get to the end, and then you start seeing creatures that have horns and tails, much like uh, Leaf and Carius do. And then when you get to the end, it just all abruptly stops, where you can still see, like, details of, like, a background etched in, but all the figures just, like, have disappeared as though they, like, crossed over this invisible line.
2: He's going to take note, but he's just going to keep moving. Okay. Like, he cares, but he doesn't care.
0: Okay, so he's going to keep moving. We are going to pause there. And we're going to say that that is taken about how long it is for every, for the others to get to uh, the end, uh, into the valley. And so, uh, skipping back over to that group, you all have entered the valley. Uh, you're safely away from the fire. Uh, everyone's there except for Mogan, who Carius has noticed and brought attention to the group, is missing.
3: Idea. Um. Yes. Perhaps
1: create a beacon with that spell that you have. Oh yes, yes. Um, I'm gonna cast light, which is a cantrip, on the carriage. Which so I just touch it, and it is now glowing, and it's gonna glow for the next hour, so that we have kind of a beacon for Mogan to find. Okay. I feel like Caris is already tr- like trying to turn around, and head back towards the burning forest.
4: Uh, Jerome calls out to Caris. Uh, Yo, Caris, hold up a sec. Uh. We're gonna deal with Mogan. First, we gotta deal with these fellows right here. Uh, and gestures towards the two bandits that are with them. These fellas, uh, even if they ain't the best, uh, still pose a bit of a threat, so uh, Drone turns to the bandits. Alright, you two know the procedure. So you can strip. Come on. Uh, th- wh- how how stripped? Uh, down to the skitties.
0: <laughs> they, they're they still, like, open-handed and everything, being, like, very careful uh, as they, like, slowly, like, start to strip down, looking very sheepish and uncomfortable with the entire situation.
4: I mean, yeah, Jerome, he's been through this procedure a bunch. Uh, I, I would like to see what they have. Just everything that they are carrying on them. Okay. Including their clothes. Okay. And including searching in hidden pockets that might exist, because they're thieves. Mm-hmm. Thieves have hidden pockets at all times.
0: I was speaking from experience. Um, <laughs> okay, so you already know about their obvious weapons with the, the swords and the bow, um, which mm-hmm. I assume that you have already confiscated during uh, earlier.
4: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, so you find a hidden dagger on... Uh, one of their belts that they had not grabbed at. You find a couple pouches on them that have a handful of silver and some copper. Mm -hmm. Uh, You find that one of them has a sketch of a beloved dog and... (laughs) What's this this
5: dog? (laughs) This dog
0: is beloved, okay?
5: you all have the same dog? They're in a polyamorous relationship. (sighs) <sighs> that one what dog
3: is. well no they aren't anymore
5: <laughs> just of <when they laughs> <were laughs> them left yikes <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 and then uh roll investigation drone
4: all right uh, how's a 14?
0: With a 14, you are able to find one hidden pocket that has a pack of playing cards in it.
4: Ooh. Just gonna take that. So, uh, Jerome looks at the stuff, uh, and he's like, Uh, I just want the deck of cards. Any of y'all want any of this stuff? I want to go
5: for the the big guy. I want to go.
1: Uh, but before we we run off, can I do a perception check to just see what if there's anything else in the forest, like what kind of insanity the fire is <laughs> blazing at at this point?
0: Uh, yes,
1: not my best. That's a twelve.
0: Uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty intense fire. It's uh, it's a really a raging. It seems to be kind of at the peak of forest fireness. Harrius.
3: Um, um, hmm. Considering the strength of the fire and how all of us barely made it out, and since we were also hired by these individuals and the child's life could still very well be in danger, we don't know if we were followed and we still have these two idiots over here with their hands tied and everything, perhaps it would be more beneficial if we would wait for the fire to choke itself out. Uh, I think the big big guy could handle themselves in this situation. He seems like he could... Take a couple burns before he would sort of
4: die.
5: Yeah. And what are we going to do once we get in there? There's nothing yes. we can do.
4: Speaking of, how would we even find the fella?
3: Exactly. All yeah. of all traces of him are probably already destroyed, and there's no way we could follow him if we're also trying to keep ourselves alive. At this point, our best
1: bet is to stay here. We have the lighted lit up carriage. You know, if if Mogan's looking for us, he can find us, but our priority does need to be the family.
5: Yes, we were hired for this job. Fine. He just, he he, he knows y'all are right, but he just, like, does not look happy about it, and he just kind of, like, um, walks a little oh. bit away and sits. Aww. <laughs> He's very
2: tired. <laughs> He's had a long day. <laughs> we're curious.
5: Bye-
3: by now, would I have finished my rest portion and I could take like the last two watches, quote unquote.
0: Yeah, you got a little bit less rest than you needed, but you'll just be kind of like sleepy. I don't think that'll give you a full exhaustion point for it.
3: Okay. I could do a little bit more meditation. I don't think there's
0: going to be people coming out of this
3: burning forest. Yeah, I'll do I'll do a little bit more meditate like of my trance and all and then I'll take I'll keep an eye out if Mogan comes through the forest or whatever. Yeah. But we do need to finish our long rest so we don't get exhaustion for everybody else as well. Because that's not yeah. fun to deal with. <laughs> Did anyone actually get hit by anything or take any damage?
4: Uh, nope. Nope.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
4: It was, it was a lucky uh, sort of deal. Yeah. Can I can I make sure that the 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 captives are secure? Yes. Your special knots. Yeah, with my. Uh... Knowing that uh, they're also thieves, so they probably also know some thieves' knots. I use the the good old uh, uh, sneaky sturdy knot, uh-huh. which is a variation <laughs> on the sturdy knot uh-huh. uh, that I came up with myself. Gotcha. And then I'd like to check in with the family we're supposed to be protecting. Because I know the wife got a little bit of a case of a slashing.
1: I'd also like to check in with them. Uh, and jerome
4: uh knocks on the door and peeks his head over the lip of the window how you folks doing uh you you need any need anything uh we got we got out of that fire so should be safe for the moment
0: uh they they all three of them look uh pretty freaked out especially the kid who is being held tightly by the mom uh and the the dad says um Yes, we uh we're we're are right. Um do do any of you happen to have any medicine or know any healing for uh for my wife? Oh, I, I would I would be
1: honored to do that for you.
0: Yes, yes, uh, And I I
1: cast healing word on the wife. So she gets uh, She gets like six points of uh
0: heal. Uh yeah, so that very easily uh heals up her her slice wound. She is holding her son uh and rocking him and she gives you like a grateful smile but just keeps uh, softly singing to her son to try and keep him calm after that whole ordeal
1: um is there anything else that you guys may require before we you know reestablish somewhere to sleep and a watch
0: the dad shakes his head uh no no that that won't be necessary um
1: Alright, we w- we will make sure that somebody is on either side of the carriage if you need anything tonight.
4: Sorry to do so much, but can I take a moment with the kid? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, even while he's, like, with the mom? Yeah. Jerome, uh, crouches down by the kiddo and is like, uh, Hey there, kid, how you doing? Went through a bit of a tough time there, huh? Uh-huh. But you were so brave, you made it through like a little champ. Uh-huh. You did a real good job, kid.
0: I'm, I'm proud of you. He gives like a, a little smile through his teary face and presses his face against his mom's arm.
4: And hey, uh, for surviving your first encounter, I got a little uh got a little surprise for you. Now
0: every every
4: adventurer, whoever survives their first encounter, always has to get their first little encounter token to show that they did it. They done got through it. So he reaches into his pack, rifles through it a little bit. Uh, and pulls out a pair of loaded dice and hands them or holds them out to the kid. Got a pair of my lucky dice here, because you know sometimes luck is all you need to really get through life. And <laughs> if life can help weigh the luck in your favor, then that's good enough for me. He holds the dice out to the kid.
0: The kid slowly takes the dice. And he, like, kind of, like, feels it because he can feel the the weight in it a little bit. Uh, And he he nods to you as he still clings to his mom. So we'll pause and pop back to Mogan and be with him for a couple hours until uh, the sun rises. And then we'll pop back to y'all. So, (laughs) uh, Mogan is just continuing down the corridors, Queen? Yeah. Okay. He's headed down those corridors, taking whatever, thinking about that mural. And, like, that's kind of weird. But you just keep going, and the tunnels are um, getting—they are getting more and more rigid. Whereas before, it seemed to be just like naturally made tunnels that like were kind of like loopy and uh, they like curved a lot um, and they like intersected at weird places. These ones are becoming a lot straighter and have more right angles when you get to crossroads, um, and definitely seem more man-made. And you start to see that there are old torches mounted on the walls, but they are not lit. Uh, they seem to have gone out a long time ago. And you travel for an hour, you're walking for a while, um, and eventually you come across one corridor where uh, it keeps going on forward like normal. But then there is a huge hole. So the these tunnels that you're in currently are... Maybe like uh ten feet wide and then about ten feet tall, so it gives you like a nice breathing space of breathing room, but then this uh giant hole that kind of just like cuts through the side uh through the the corridor that you're in uh it's big and circular it's maybe like twenty feet in diameter and it just cuts through and it like cuts into the floor cuts into the ceiling it's just like this tube that seems to have just been inserted into your corridor.
2: Oh. Love that. So, what direction is the tube going in?
0: Uh it's at a slight angle from the current uh corridor that you're in. So like your corridor is going straight and then this other um hole like crosses into your corridor at like a um not perpendicular cuz that one is like the right angle but like it just goes through it at just, like,
2: an angle. So is it basically another path to go down?
0: Uh, Yeah. But it's very different from the, the corridor that you are currently a part of. Yeah.
2: So Queen says no. That's a horrible idea. Mogan says let's fucking go. So we're going down this random-ass corridor.
0: Okay. So you, you change direction and you start going down there. And as you're going through it, um, you, the, the path they're taking is not nearly as, um, as very uniform as the rest. It's not like perfect going in a perfectly straight direction and keeping at a perfectly straight angle. It's kind of like, uh, there's like hills going up and down and it like curves. And every so often it'll cut into another, um, another corridor, another one of those perfect corridors. It is up to you if you would like to continue down this path or jump back into the, the straight corridors.
2: We're going down this funky ass path. I have to know what's at the bottom.
0: Okay. Do you want to keep following this path um, for the rest of the night, or do you want to stop and get rest at all?
2: I might as well stop and rest since he only slept for like twenty minutes.
0: All right. So does he does he want to get his his full his full days sleep then? Might as well. Okay. Then in that case, <laughs> we will skip ahead to the end of the night. The sun is rising and we'll skip back to the other group. So I would be taking my watch then? Yes.
3: So Snow would be awake with me as well at this point because she was taking the last watch with me. Partway through, while everyone else is sleeping, I'll sort of wander over and approach our prisoners from in front of them. And I'll sort of like kneel down on both my knees in front of them
0: and just like hands fold in my lap hello. They were asleep, kind of, like, leaning on each other, dozing away. And so when you sit down and you go, hello, they kind of jerk awake a little bit. um, And then they see you, and they immediately, like, sit up real straight, like, best behavior, hands, like, flat on the ground to show that they're, like, not doing nothing. How are you two feeling? They exchange glances.
3: Good? Ah, that's good to hear. How are your throats? We were in... The forest fire and there's a lot of smoke. Are you guys feeling a bit punched or no?
0: Uh, one of them goes, "No, no, we're we're fine." And then the other one goes, "I'm a little thirsty." Okay, I'll take my um
3: water skin and I'll sort of go over and give them a little bit of
0: water. Uh, the one that said that he was good doesn't like take any. He looks kind of suspicious about it, but the other one like takes a couple cautious sips before handing it back to you. You know it's not poisoned, right? This is my own water skin. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not thirsty. Can
3: I insight check him just to double check if he's being purposefully annoying?
0: Insight? Five minus one
5: equals four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem like he has any, like, bad intentions with what he's doing. Can
1: I also do an insight check from, like, back where I'm, like, observing the situation?
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, that's a 19. Uh, he's just very paranoid because he is a part of the group that attacked you all and is now your prisoner, and there seems to be like a good cop, potentially bad cop thing about to happen, <laughs> and so he is extremely paranoid.
3: Now that it seems that we've gotten to know each other a little bit, and I've shown that I'm not going to murder you as the rest are sleeping, I was wondering, who was the one that pointed you in the direction of our group here and why you were targeting this family here
0: uh the one who took the water says um our, our 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 leader just organizes the the raids and uh everyone knows about the the fishery falls so we knew that they were going to be coming through here we didn't think that they would have such a big party on them um but we we yeah. know that they have a lot of extra money and so we we were we were you know he looks down yeah. all sheepishly
3: you're, you're you're doing so well thank you so much for telling me that uh who was this leader that you mentioned they
0: exchange glances um uh, no 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 one no um i hmm.
3: promise i promise you that i won't tell the family no one knows that we're talking right now besides my friend here but she won't say
1: a word um, Snow kind of just like nods, but narrows her eyes a little bit <laughs> and like, mm, but don't fuck up.
0: The the one that took the water, which I'm gonna start calling Water Boy, just for easier an Soul. easier time. Water Boy and Paranoid Man. That's what we're gonna go with. So Water Boy looks as though he's like about to say something when Paranoid Man like puts a hand on his knee and he says, "We we're not going to tell you." You hey know,
3: are you gonna let this idiot, frankly, tell you what not to say and what to say, you are very much putting yourself in a much more comfortable situation than this guy beside you here. I'm just staring right at Waterboy.
0: Um, I... Um, It's alright. It's totally...
3: I I don't have any weapons on me, which I don't have any visible weapons on me. We can't... we're, We're not gonna hurt you. We have no reason to.
0: Um, I... Can't. Why? I'm not supposed to. Who says? It says, and then he seems like he's about to say something, and Paranoid Man moves to, like, hand over mouth this time instead of just hand on knee. And he says, we're not going to tell you. Well, Snow,
1: could you- Oh well, yes, of course. I'd, Thank you. I'd be honored. And I grab Paranoid Man, and just start dragging him across the road, like away from both of them.
0: You'll be fine. He
1: starts yelling about it. I just cover his mouth and just push him down. Like, yeah, just, just stop.
3: Oh, but uh, keep him,
1: keep him close, though. Yes, yes, yes. We, we,
3: we honestly aren't here to hurt you at all. We just want to be prepared, just in case. It turns out that your leader is targeting these people unfairly, you know? I really would not like me or my compatriot to come to any more harm than we potentially almost did.
0: No, 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 (laughs) no. Waterboy looks even more nervous now. Uh, We're not... it, 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 he he just he just sent the he just sent the one party you know it was just it was just one and he he wouldn't send another one before they they got back and so unless 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 you're like their personal guards for like after this you're not gonna have to worry about it at all you know it's it, I, not that not that he would ever not that he's gonna like you know go after them again I don't I don't know I can't predict what he's gonna do he just he just gave us this, this one if he's
3: not com- gonna come after them after this what's the harm in telling us his name.
0: Because we're we we we're, we can't he 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 knows who we are, and it's not if 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 he found out that that we ratted on him, he's not he's not he doesn't he he really doesn't take kindly to snitches. Well,
3: th- here's the thing, truthfully, given the fact that. All of your friends have perished in the forest fire that one of your own people so foolishly started. If you would return to this individual, given how terrified you seem of him already, I don't believe that you would receive the best treatment upon returning to your previous encampment. So, what I propose is if you would help out these noblemen that you so tried to attack and harm, uh, they could... They could extend a helping hand to you. They could protect you with their vast resources. This man could ne- might never actually be able to harm you again. They, they, they're, not, they're not gonna do that shit to us. They're, they're, I, give them, I give them a look that's like, are you sure? But I don't say anything.
0: They're... It's, no. We just tried to rob them. and uh, No, the, we're gonna be put in prison and then we're gonna get killed, and it's gonna be even worse if I tell you who I. I promise you, you will not come to
3: any harm. No prison cell shall hold your freedom. Mm,
0: insight check. Are you being deceptive? Yes. Alright, roll deception. Oh, yeah, baby, that's a dirty 20. Ooh. Okay. He he looks at you and he really tries to to study your face. He tries to I smile, and I sort of like
3: rest my hand gently, like kind of on his shoe that's out in front of me, and just be like, "It's all right."
0: He looks very uncomfortable, and he looks back over towards um towards paranoid man who is just like giving him like a death glare back, like shaking his head, like, I, "What the I, I step between their line of vision so that. Waterboy cannot see Paranoid Man's face anymore. And he looks back, seeing seeming very very nervous even still. He takes like a a very, very small breath, like he's trying to really decide, and he says Oriole. That's it? It's what
3: he goes by. Now was that so hard? I can't do anything with just a name, truly. There's a, nothing I can do.
0: It was a little hard.
3: well, you did very well. I will i pro I won't I won't tell the name. I'll say that you didn't divulge any information. I will also speak with the people that hired us, and I will try my best to convince them uh, that you helped us out. You really came in at the end and helped us out. And for that, all of us are eternally grateful. I'll pat his foot a little bit, and then I'll stand up, and then I'll sort of, like, glance over at Snow and just, like, nod my head to bring him over. But um, as she comes back closer, I'll be like, maybe
0: don't put them right next to each other.
1: I put uh, the paranoid guy on the other side of the carriage from Waterboy.
0: Uh, Paranoid man gives dirty looks in the direction of Waterboy, who is just, like, looking anywhere but him, very sheepishly. <laughs> I'll go uh, I'll sort of, like,
3: bring Snow over and we'll sort of look at, we'll keep an eye out still, but I'll double check to see if there's anything going on in the forest, if like, stuff like that. Okay. And I'll give Snow the help action if there's a perception check or anything.
0: Uh, yeah, you can just do uh let's see, you, if you're actively looking then you can do a perception check to try to actively see if you notice anything.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll do a perception check with the advantage from... A. Oh, hell yeah. So that's a 19.
0: Uh, you don't really notice anything. The The most that your eye is drawn to um, is uh, a bird that uh, takes off from around the, the forested area and is just flying away. So it's a little bit past uh, sunrise because you all had to take a bit of extra time to fully get all of your rest. But uh, the sun is up and you are able to awaken. And the fire has since died out. There's just like a few uh, like small flames here and there, but mostly it it uh, snuffed itself out uh, in the night.
3: How far away could we, would we be able to kind of eat out of earshot from those two, our two captives? Uh, Yeah. Especially if you, Lovely. like, speak in a lower voice. Yeah. Yep. We'll do that. We'll make a fire over there. And as we're sitting down, I'll sort of... I'm sitting cross-legged with my hands. I'm sort of, like, lounging back on my hands. And I'll just, out of the blue, just be like, So I learned something last night. I had a little conversation with uh, our new friends.
4: You get and... their names, by the way.
3: Up, oh, No. Why would I <laughs> and the the one on the the left I think I'll, I won't say I won't like indicate towards them, but I'll be like the one on the left the one he drank a lot of water um, uh, he divulged the information to me that the leader of their little band of idiots uh, was named Oriole. Do what that information what you will, but if you hear that name,
4: Maybe stay away from it. Can I roll a history check to see if I've heard of this guy before? Yes.
5: Yeah, I I was going to ask if we can try and see if this sounds familiar to anyone. Absolutely. Do I also roll history?
0: Uh, Yeah.
4: I got a 17.
0: Okay. I also
4: got a 17, but plus two, so that's 19.
0: So, you all have not really heard of anybody named Oriole. You've heard of, like, people, like, in the way past, maybe, but it doesn't seem relevant. Like, there was, there was a, there was a mayor of a town ages ago in, like, Rusman who was named Oriole, but he would have been long dead by now. There's a, there's a bardic story of a, of a golden Oriole that, uh, would play tricks on villagers. But, like, nothing that seems no, really s- relevant. So, vaguely ringing bells, but not really. Yeah, not really enough to say, like, oh, yeah, I, I know like who this Oriole guy might be. Uh, did the family join us for breakfast at all, or no? Nah, they stayed in their, their carriage.
4: Jerome's um, gonna put aside a little bit of breakfast for the fam.
0: Yeah, does, would someone like to inquire
3: with our uh, benefactors uh, about if we should if you're able to go back for our large friend or not.
5: Uh, so we go to the caravan with the family. Yes. They're
0: inside, Um, eating some food.
5: I, like, uh, lightly knock on the door next to the father. Uh, The Uh, father turns to
0: look at you through the the glassless window.
2: (laughs) Hello. Uh, apologies. Uh, I just wanted to run this by you real fast. One of our uh, companions, the the big one, the half-orc, uh, he seemed to have gotten left behind as we made our grand escape
5: last night. And I, me and uh, my companion here, we would like to just go
2: take a quick look around, see if we can't locate him, and see if we can't make sure he's all right. And we wanted to make sure you knew what was going on.
0: Uh, he looks a little... Uh surprised by that and he says no no no, we're we're on a schedule and we have to make it there we've already lost so much time through the and he's cut off by his wife who goes sweet honey just they've done a lot for us and it would be best if we had all of the people that we hired here and he like looks at her and he gives a little sigh and he says okay but we we really would I prefer to not stick around here for long, so if we could get going at the very least by tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm sure we will be, and that we'll we'll come back as, as soon as, as soon as we can.
5: Uh, I understand you don't want to stay around, it's been a very rough time, but uh... indeed. So wait, are so is the plan to take the carriage with us? Is that what we were wanting to do?
3: Um, I was actually thinking that we could um, stash the carriage away be- and behind like some shrubs and like hide it mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, okay. So then they have a little bit more of like a covered area where they won't be in the middle of the the path.
5: Yeah, because I, cause I was going to say just leaving it as it is doesn't sound <laughs> doesn't sound <laughs> great. But that's yeah, important. not a,
3: not a great plan.
5: <laughs>
3: but what should we do with our captives? Because I don't think anybody could. Let's bring them with us into the forest, <laughs> and then we set off. I guess with our prisoners in tow. Yeah, <laughs> fucking <Lovely>. go, <laughs> <laughs> new
0: adventuring party. Waterboy <laughs> and suspicious man. <laughs> <laughs> and man. You'll grow to love them. Yep, oh, these, are, these are the NPCs we're going to drag along
3: with us uh, to level twenty. <laughs>
0: Off we go. <laughs> 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 All right, We're off, off you go. In by by we are. Yep. Okay, so we'll pause with y'all and hop back to Mogan. Uh, Mogan, you awaken.
2: Good morning to myself. Yeah, <gasps> so Mogan's just going to get up. He slept straight out of the floor. He's just going to get up and keep going. He has no care in the world.
0: Um, so he continues on uh, and he starts. Uh, the, the hole starts kind of heading downward a bit more, uh, whereas before it kind of like went up and down every so often. This one, uh, more clearly goes down. And it is as he is going down that it seems to be getting darker and darker. I assume that he lit another torch. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it gets, it gets like harder and harder to see like a bit more ahead of him. And it's after, um, about, Maybe like an hour and a half of traveling that he gets down to the bottom, which opens up into this big, like open cavern area. And he, so it's like this huge open cavern area that then leads to like an enormous pit. And this is, this is like huge as in like, like Grand Canyon huge. Like it's big. Uh, he has like a fair bit of walking room along this ridge that's connected to this giant hole that he, uh, tunnel that he just came through. But then there's this even bigger pit, uh, kind of like a few feet in front of him.
2: Can I, um, like, look do like a investigation check to see what I can see if there's anything else in the cave? Sure.
0: Yeah, I got a seven. Um, you don't really see much. You're you just see this giant pit. Um. Okay. You are able to get a bit closer to the edge of the pit to in- to continue your investigation if you want to. I don't know. I don't want to make that assumption for Mogan if he would go up to
2: a pit. He probably would, yeah. So probably, yeah, get closer.
0: Okay. So he goes up to the pit and he kind of looks in. Um, and it's, it's a bit of a far drop, but at the bottom he can see... um, It looks similar to the equivalent of, like, um, snake skin that's shed. You know, oh no um, uh-huh. god, but they're they're big, they're very big, um, and along with some of that like shedded skin looking stuff, uh, he can also see um, these almost like shell looking things that have been cracked open. They're not shells as in like like chicken egg shells. They're they're like uh, papery, uh, lumpy shells that seem to have been like kind of cracked and pierced open. Um, with, like, something that attached. If you would like to try to figure out what, like, this is, you can roll uh nature. Sure. Nine. Uh, Yeah, you're really not sure what this would belong to.
2: He's gonna back up from the edge, because he's like, okay, well, I don't know what that is, so we're just gonna not. Is there any openings in this cavern that like he can head back out instead of the one he came in through?
0: Uh yeah, there's a few more that uh kind of all lead in different directions. There's maybe like six more around this cavern. Uh equally like the big um rounded tunnels.
2: So he's probably just gonna pick a tunnel and go. Just well, head back up.
0: Alright. Uh I don't want to know it then. <laughs> then we'll we'll skip back to the other oh. group. With the other group, Uh, y'all head back into the forest and um, there is a lot of destruction. A lot of the forest is dead and there's just charcoal and ash everywhere. It's still like kind of ashy and cloudy in the air, so it makes it a bit harder to breathe properly. Do you guys just kind of like retrace calling out for Mogan or do you have spells or what is it that you do?
1: I'm going to cast Guidance on they. So that they can do an investigate in the uh, English, <laughs> an investigation um, with an additional d4. That
0: is a seventeen. After looking around for a bit, you guys kind of stray off the path, kind of thinking, well, maybe, uh, maybe he just kind of like went off of the main path because of all the fire, and eventually you come across a cave. And you are able to notice, uh, what looks like scrapings from some kind of big weapon, maybe, uh, uh along wow. the stone hmm. leading in here. Would you can look at that. So Follow you all, it. you all proceed into the cave system, kind of following down the, these paths. And eventually you find the same, uh, long rectangular room mm-hmm. that Mogan found before with the, with the mural and the, and the runes and all the, all that stuff. Uh, everyone's kind of like looking over on this. Uh, real quick, uh, Alex, what languages do you know?
3: Uh, Common, Elvish, Sylvan, Celestial, and Abyssal.
0: So, upon people investigating, you all come to find that it's actually written in like a mixture of languages. So, there are some Ooh. parts that are written in Abyssal. So, whoever knows Abyssal, you can read some of it. What up? There are some parts that are written in Elvish. Specifically, um, ancient elvish, which, uh, would be most commonly known by native elves or those that come from high elvish families. So, Alex, hey, what up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a tiny, like, little bit every, uh, every so often that seems to use the abyssal, um, like, uh, the same script as Abyssal, but it's not actual Abyssal words, so it's hard to, like, make out what exactly it's trying to say. Um, cool, and so it cool. can be uh, implied that uh, it is Infernal that it's that is being written, okay. uh, <laughs> which is same alphabet, but still a different language. And then there's another one that uh, does not look like um, any of the languages that any of you know. Hmm. Is it Dwarvish? I know Dwarvish. It's not Dwarvish. It. Is it draconic? I know draconic. It's not draconic, although it does look, sl- it does, it, like, it looks a bit like draconic. It looks a bit like ancient elvish. It has, like, similar line structure, but it, like, the letters don't make sense. So it's not mm. the, in either of those languages. Is it under I don't know, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so the little bits that you all are able to figure out. A lot of the a lot of the runes, while you can make out some of it, a lot of them are still kind of like rubbed away or like um, etched out in a weird way. And so, because of like it's obvious that it's been here for a long time, so it could be hard to figure out exactly what it says. Um, And so, you can make out like bits and pieces of it. A lot of which is talking about like the beginning of the world, and it seems to be some kind of like mythology of some kind. Um, And then the parts that are written in abyssal and infernal, it starts talking about. Uh, those that came from another plane and created, um, a new species that began to intermingle with the, uh, original ones as they are called. They aren't really like given a a species name at all. They're just called the original ones. That's mostly like the stuff kind of towards the middle and end that's written. A lot of the stuff written in the beginning is written in that language that nobody can seem to identify.
1: Am I able to do any kind of religion check on the, uh, like, mythological parts of the writing, just to kind of understand it more?
0: Uh, absolutely. You can tell that those that are uh, in dresses are angels of some kind. You can't quite identify, like, what kind or um, where they came from or anything of that sort. You can tell that that's a kind of dress that angels are typically depicted in in ancient art uh, found around Neglitus. Um, and most interestingly, there is, um, a part of the mural that shows what can be assumed to be gods kind of like, uh, at the top, um, of the, of this giant mural, um, where they're, they're drawn vague enough that it's hard to identify who is who they, none of them really seem to have any identifying features like any of their, uh, any of their symbols, but there is one in particular that you seem strangely drawn to in a way that you cannot explain. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. All of us are just snow. Just snow. Alrighty. You continue yeah. onward, and you have now entered the uh, very uniform tunnels that no longer looks like naturally formed tunnels at all. Until you reach a mysterious big uh, circular tube-looking <laughs> wow. tunnel. Uh, does it look like it's been, like, picked at? Like, with, like, human tools? No, it looks weirdly uniform. Like, like, it's not, it's not like smooth stone, like these corridors that you've been in. It's, yeah. it's like, it's still like rigid, but it's like an almost like uniform kind of a pattern to it. It doesn't look like the kind of randomness uh, that comes with like picking at it with pickaxes or tools. Okay. You, you don't know what it was, but you can tell that it was like, it wasn't magically made. It seems to have been made or like man-made. It seems to have been made by like something, something. natural of some kind. Uh, Mogan, roll me a perception check.
2: Oh, no. That's going to be a good old 19. All right. You've been walking <laughs> for
0: quite a while, going up through more random tunnels, and you start to hear some <laughs> familiar voices. They're distant, but you can hear them.
2: Mogan's going to stop. He's just going to stop and just listen for a second. I'm trying to figure out where he hears it. Like, what direction? Hello? Is anyone near me? <laughs>
0: Uh everyone else? Uh roll uh perception. So none of you really notice anything except for Jerome who hears a very faint Hello Wait, hold up.
4: Think I heard something.
2: Hey Mogan buddy, where are you? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so Mogan, you can hear the, the distant call of one of your friends going, Where are you?
2: He starts walking back towards where he thinks the sound is coming from. mm mm-hmm. Just, not casually walking, but walking. He's not going really fast. And he just keeps going, I hear you! Don't move!
5: (laughs) Guys, maybe we should
0: meet up, just in case.
3: And I'm just gonna start walking.
0: Y'all travel for about half an hour. And finally, finally, Uh you find each other. You see, you see, you see Mogan down the way with his torch. Mogan, you see them Look at a little annoyed. Oh, good, you're alive. <laughs> and eventually, you guys do make it out uh, of the cave system.
2: Morgan, may I ask what you what exactly what what was what, what, what was in this pit? <laughs> I had a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so from what I could tell, it looked like some kind of paper esque shell. Thing, and oh. maybe something shedded from a creature.
0: If anybody oh wants to make God. if anybody wants to make a nature check again, because you have new information, feel free. Uh, 17 crew. So after uh after Mogan says this, everyone who rolled immediately comes to the realization that that may very well have been. Uh, the breeding grounds for purple worms. Oh no! Oh, that ah. would have been so bad. We would have died.
5: Uh, so, with that lovely reali- realization, maybe we should start walking very quickly toward our caravan and leave. This I've area. always wanted to study one of those
3: creatures.
4: No, no. Books, that's babe, not, not, the not the time. Person. Maybe we can study them on your own time. Yeah,
0: we'll <gasps> we'll find a library.
5: Yeah, we're still in the middle of a job. Also,
0: <sighs> you get back to the caravan. Uh, it's just about sunset, so you, it's sundown. So you all like, uh, like, have dinner and you settle down for the night, etc. The next, nothing happens in the night. The next day, you are all headed on out. The rest of the trip kind of goes. Like, without a hitch, there's a few bumps in the road, literally. There are a few bumps in a uh, fallen log every so often. At one point, though, uh, Mr. Falls, uh, calls, uh, for they to come talk to him and, like, walk alongside the carriage as they're, as they're going. Uh, yes, hello. Um, would you say that you are, just from, from what I have observed, it seems that you are a bit of a, a leader of sorts for this group, would you say? Huh? Um, I wouldn't say that
3: directly. We have only known each other for the days that we have, I guess, traveled together. Mm, yes. Um But I'm generally the one that's been collecting the most information. and
0: Yes, you certainly have of- taken charge, yes. But uh, regardless, uh, seeing as we are almost to our destination, assuming that everything goes well, I wanted to thank you and your crew for all that you have done uh you all handled everything very excellently i must say and i'm very grateful uh perhaps we can call upon your services again in the future should we need them uh oh yes of course uh however i did uh want to mention that uh i i am very impressed with everything that's happened here especially with how well you all seem to be able to work together through such an ambush, despite having never really known each other. Uh, ah, yes. A well-oiled machine, as they say. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Hmm. Despite some of the hiccups that have occurred that can be expected of new groups, I think that you all could make a make a good difference in uh, this country if you all were to officially band together as an adventuring team. Uh, primarily, if you all wanted to as I mentioned, offer your services again in the future, Uh, it would be much easier to get in contact with all of you if you were all registered as one adventuring team uh, at the Mercenaries Guild. Huh. And where would we find such a guild? Oh, there's, I'm sure, I'm certain, in fact, that there is one in Wellspring. Uh, Every big city essentially has one, and it's very good for keeping track of all of these odd jobs that adventurers seem to find their way to. And if anybody, if anybody asks for any evidence of your skills as an adventuring team, feel free to use my name and they can get in contact with me about it.
3: What were you planning on doing with the two ruffians that we've been lugging along with us? Oh, we'll take them to the authorities, of course. Also, by the way, since, you know, it was your family who was sort of being threatened the most, the individual that uh, sort of sent these people, his name is Oriole. Mm.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for finding out such information. I will be certain to bring it up with the authorities. Would it be so much trouble? My wife is extremely tired from this longer-than-anticipated trip. Would you be able to take the ruffians to the jails when we arrive in Wellspring?
3: Of course. My group and I would love to do this little thing. Uh... So technically, it would be a little bit of extra time than what we signed up for, and a yes, little bit. Yes, yes,
0: yes. We will we will reimburse you for that extra Lovely. extra trip, of course. Thank you for understanding. Uh, just after you have dropped them off, feel free to to come to where we are staying, and I will deliver you the uh, agreed upon payment as well as an extra uh for that additional trip that you will be making. All right, he lets you go. Alrighty,
3: and I'll sort um, of pass on the information and everything. Would it be possible without me, like, having to say it, if I could spin the story in a way that I'm like, maybe I should stay with the family to make sure that they don't try and run off with their money while you guys go take care of bringing these ruffians to the
0: jail? You can certainly try to spin it that way. The the night goes by, everything's fine, and then eventually you all get to Wellspring. Cool. So
1: I guess the group of us then take the uh, captives and head towards the authorities.
0: Y'all are headed to the authorities, and it's about when you get onto the street that, like, you can see the jails kind of down the way that, uh, Waterboy <laughs> and Paranoid Man kind of, like, start to tense up and, like, slow down fighting a bit more with, like, how they're being <laughs> led. And, and Waterboy is like, you, she's, she said that we would, and he's, like, starting to freak out a bit, and she's like, she, she said that we weren't going, what the fuck? I just look at him, and be like, She may
1: have said that, but none of us did.
0: (laughs) Paranoid man looks really fucking peeved about this um, because he's he's like giving Waterboy like a glare, like I fucking told you so, you little fucking idiot. If they escape, I'm gonna wake up with a knife in my back. It's not gonna be good. (laughs) And so Waterboy is starting to make more of like a, a visible fuss and is like fighting at the chains and whatnot, and is actually kind of starting to. Like, panic enough that he's trying to, like, actively get out of y'all's grip. So he's freaking out and, like, pulling, and you're just kind of, like, steady, like, nails <laughs> digging into his arm a little bit, like, keeping him going. Uh, and Waterboy's freaking out a lot more, and he's like jerking a lot more starting to yell starting to make a scene saying like she said that she said that we wouldn't let this happen yeah. she she i i I risked I, I I risked a lot in order to even tell you anything and you're still gonna just like make me blah 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 he's like making a big old scene and paranoid man is just like starting to be like just shut just shut shut up just oh my gosh just shut and it is it is while uh water boy is freaking out and making the scene that an arrow is suddenly fired oh. and lands lands oh my- lands right in Waterboy's jugular. Oh, oh. Wow.
5: After, right
3: okay. after I say Water I feel boy. bad, you gotta do me like this.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, and okay. so so Waterboy's loud yells uh, are cut off immediately. As he, like, slips down to his knees and Paranoid Man lets out a yell and is immediately going to try to get out of Mogan's grip to go to his friend who has just been shot in the jugular. Mogan, are you going to do anything about that? Uh, I'm going to definitely hold him back. Got a solid <laughs> uh 16? Yep, you're able that? to hold him tight. Um, He's going to die. <laughs> and so... Uh, he tries to fight you and you, like, hold on to him and his, like, his, like, feet slip out from under him and he, like, falls to his knees as he's, like, fighting against you. But, uh, as being uh, thought, it doesn't last long before another arrow is fired. This one, uh, hitting him in the face rather than in the jugular. Um, and he is, like, thrown back onto the ground. And is conscious for a bit longer with an arrow sticking out of his face. Um, Can I do spare the dying on him? You can certainly try.
1: Awesome. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of like stand over him as he's like fallen over. And... My hand just kind of starts to glow, like kind of a white, yellowy color. It slips, like just passes through his chest to his heart, and there's a glow around the chest that makes it thump, and he's stabilized.
0: Stabilized with a fucking arrow fails. through his <laughs> face. How does how does it work when like the arrow is like through the in other <laughs> uh, through the other <laughs> essential part of the body in order to live? Ah. Uh
3: sometimes with like it could sometimes with magic it just sort of like pops out but his wounds would they would still be open but he wouldn't be actively bleeding out of them but with since it's magic sometimes the arrow sort of pops out you could also just pull it from his face
0: (laughs) I'll say that I'll say that it's still there but he is now like stable quote unquote so like um, maybe
1: maybe the like arrow is like putting enough pressure on it that's not bleeding out or anything. Yeah. So he's like
0: stable more or
1: less, but like if it goes wrong, he's going to be dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so he is so he's now stable. Um he's he's unconscious, but he but he's kind of unconscious where like his eyes are still open. And so it oh, looks like he's dead, but he's not. He's alive. Um oh, God. <laughs> arrow a- in 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 brain. <laughs> arrow in brain. Dope.
5: So can I make a perception check to see if I can't find, like, locate where this arrow came from? Yes. Or these arrows? Uh,
0: be aware that there is now chaos in the in the street because oh, two yeah, arrows have just been thrown, to, which
1: hit people. I'm okay, also you- going to do that, but with guidance for me.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
1: I rolled a nat twenty.
0: All right. Uh, says okay.
1: Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Plus two. That's uh, unnecessary for me.
0: <laughs> you could still roll, roll yours just to see if you also see it, because even though he can see it, it he can't always, like... Sure, I got it's...
1: a 17 then.
0: Okay. Um, so there's a lot of chaos going around you, um, and uh, Snow does not see, like, whoever shot the arrow, but does see a few birds fly up into the air amidst all of the chaos, uh, no. Carius is able to see, along with the birds, uh, kind of up on one of the rooftops, kind of by a bell tower. There's a small swish of a cape as someone disappears behind it. Okay. Meanwhile, the other three, y'all get to, uh, the villa.
3: Wonderful. Ah, they must have made it safely by now. It doesn't take that long to get there. Nice. They should be back
0: around soon. So the Fall family welcomes you into the main sitting area to have a place to be rather than just like out on the street of uh, while you wait for your friends. And Mr. Fall uh, returns after a few minutes uh, presenting a pouch to Alex or Alex Bay uh, <laughs> with the money that was agreed upon for the trip. And he says, uh, once I can be assured that the uh, criminals have been given to the authorities and your friends return, I will provide the extra fee as well for the trip.
1: Cool. I guess. So we head back to uh, the estate. we relay what happened to you guys and to the falls we're like yeah one of them died
0: but like hey we got the other one there well i admit i was wrong they did not have it handled i suppose you did technically do as i asked and you did still <laughs> make the trip um so one of them is in a jail
4: <laughs> and
0: he hands an extra little pouch to um the to, Ale- uh, to bay um, More money <laughs> uh, that has a a, f- a handful of silver in addition.
3: Uh, would you be able to point us uh, in the direction of, I guess, the
0: Mercenaries Hall for like next time that we play? We could. Yeah, we'll yeah. S- we'll start with y'all going to the Mercenary Guild next time. Sick. Cool.
5: Have well- we like discussed that as a group at all?
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay.
5: <laughs>
0: Critically Chaotic is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast brought to you by the following people. The DM is Xan, who can be found at at Zandir on all platforms. Vey is played by Alex, who simply cannot be found. Snow is played by Bean, aka Alexa, who can be found in a variety of ways, but mainly at Alexandra underscore Jaden on Twitter. Carius is played by Kian, who can be found as at LostFanboy on most platforms. Jerome is played by Lady, who writes, quote, and that's all you get, you dirty gremlins. Mogan is played by Queen and chooses not to be located at this time, or ever. Leaf is played by Sayla, also known as Strawberry, online, who can be found at underscore strawberry milk on Twitter. The theme song is Melody by Emery. If you would like to support Critically Chaotic, please consider leaving a five-star review and following us on whatever podcast listening platform you are currently using. You can find us at CritChaoticPod on Twitter with no underscores, where we post updates and retweet fan content. For any other platforms you would like to find us on, please look in the description. We will see you next week for the continuing adventures of this nameless adventuring party. Have a great week, everyone.
4: So you guys entered the cave, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: We're like way back at the entrance,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it is a cave, could Mogan perhaps hear anything at this point? T- no. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> you've,
0: been, you've been traveling for literal hours in this cave system. You cannot hear the entrance.